I would guess that's probably fair, but I, I don't know the fact. He's uh, uh, he's not here today, though. He's not out here in practice today. Last time we talked to Bill, he said that he's, he's fine. He is fine. I've got no worries about Tito. He'll be all right. We're just being cautious, that's all. Any idea what, why the delay? Has, well, he, has he passed everything? Or I don't know all the details, uh, but I just know he's not out here today, but I'm not concerned about him at all. How has Eric Rope progress? Like a couple days in this slot. Good. You know, we just throw them in there. Uh, right now, the plan, guys, is to have the corners uh, move in and out of that nickel spot. They've been training in, since the offseason. We haven't put Eric in there. Uh, due to the injury, though, we, we threw Eric in there. Uh, Eric's a real bright young man, and he's had two days under his belt, maybe eight to ten reps. So he's got a lot of reps to go. But uh, uh, so far, so good. You know, we'll, we'll, we got, we're early in camp still. Where's uh, Marcus? this year compared to this point last year? Oh, he's way ahead of where he was. And I think the biggest thing that changes from a rookie year, especially when you end up in that first round draft pick uh, pressure mode, uh, the confidence level and the pressure you put on yourself and others are putting on you kind of calms a little bit or you actually have some coping skills to where you can handle it and still function and play and put your focus on the football part. And I think Marcus has got his focus on the football part and controlling what he can control and He's in a much better place. He's playing faster. He's reacting faster. He's seeing the field better. And those are all indications that uh, he's, he's really taking some big leaps forward. There, there were points last year where, you, you know, because of injuries and various issues, you were moving him inside, outside. You, you had said you weren't quite sure what he would be ultimately. Do you have a better feel now where you'd like to have him? I believe he's an outside backer. That's who he is. But the, the, the good piece is he can swing. and. In this scheme, you see, we swing a lot of guys. Uh, and it's a, when you have a person has the ability, again, it's a mental and a, and a physical ability to, to play inside and out. Uh, it just makes us stronger. It actually gives the linebacker himself a much broader understanding of the defense because those guys inside are our quarterbacks. The guys outside listen to calls. The guys inside make calls. And when you have to make the calls, then you move to the position of listening you have a much better understanding of why and what is about to be called. Bill, you coached both four, three, three, four. Mm -hmm. why, why was Brandon Graham able to successfully make the transition from a, three, a four, three end to a three, four alpha? I think it's athleticism. Uh, the one thing that you get into when you try to convert uh, defensive ends to linebackers, and you really, you test them when you go to work them out in colleges, you test them moving backwards. How athletic are they going backwards? And, and Brandon's a good all-around athlete, and his ability to both mentally absorb the outside backer stand-up role and and uh, physically handle the moving backwards. That's the biggest piece, the backward moving piece. And uh, Brandon's athletic enough to do that. We saw, we saw a lot of change and turnover on the offensive side of the ball <coughs> on this team. We've seen a good bit on your side of the ball too. Does that, do you look at this now and say, hey, I've got kind of a crew I like a little bit more um, that can do what I want to do compared to maybe last year and the year before that? I think defensively, first I think it starts more from a we conversation, a, a collective we as a staff, and then it's who you have on your roster, and you try to take advantage of the talents they have. It kind of changes. Are we are we moving some talents more suited to some of the things we think? Yeah, you say we're moving that direction, but that's what you do naturally in your selection process. Uh, but when you inherit a team in the NFL and you, you're playing with the hand you're dealt, you're trying to make those those pieces do what they do the best. So you tweak and move a little bit, but injuries sometimes cause that same thing to go back the other way. That's the one thing you have to have a flexible scheme because injuries can push you in all different directions, and that's 
what I we guess have. what I'm asking is, I mean, would it be fair to expect a, a tangible and sizable improvement this season, given that, okay, you had a couple years under your belt now, you had a chance to evaluate what you had, and you had an opportunity now to go get a guy like Maxwell to say, okay, we can do better than Carey and Bradley on the outside. We're hoping that. That's the goal. But the game will tell us if we're there or not. So right now the expectation is yes to answer that question, but it's also Atlanta will tell us where is, we are. Is the plan still to have a left and a right quarterback, or, or you want Maxwell trailing the top receivers? Uh, we'll mix that up more this year. Yeah. yeah. Because of Maxwell's skill set? Yeah. yeah. It'll be a game to game thing. But yeah, we, we, you know, we traveled Kerry last year on a game or two. The last game of the year, I mean, he did that, and we had the ability to, but you have to really see a, a, you know, a difference or uh, you know, a reason why to do that and take them out because a lot of times those guys get in a nice little pattern of their footwork in the left and right. Uh, every day of practice last year, the first year, we always switch them right and left every other day. So their footwork is, uh, we can do that at, at any time we choose to. Meryl? Seeing everybody come out to help what are you really looking for in a first preseason game? Uh, I'm looking for the, uh, the tackling piece to me because you don't see that. Uh, the communication, when the, the lights are on, who can communicate, and then tell the guys all the time, it's, it's about evaluating your ability combined with your coachability. We've got, in defense, playing great defense is 11 guys playing as one. So there's the communication, there's the effort to the ball, there's the technique. Are you down in and down out consistently using the technique we've been working on this whole offseason, we've been working on in training camp. So if you'll show that you are, you can handle your spot using the techniques, alignments, communication, all the things we've taught you, uh, that, that's a big plus. You don't have to give us a bunch of wild plays to impress us. We've got to see that the defense in, in its whole, the 11 guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Would you, would you look back on last season, uh, how, how did you evaluate your performance on first and second down compared with third down, and, and what changes are you making going forward with the new personnel? To, to... We've expanded some packages. Uh, first and second down run game was very strong. Uh, the pass game, again, the, both third down and first, second down, the, the vertical passing game, the, the big X plays, what our biggest Achilles heel was. And that's the biggest thing we focused on in the offseason uh, because we really are solid on third down. We can be a little bit better in all of them. Red zone, we, we gave up too many touchdowns, but I think that's also attached to the big passing play. So we've got some areas that we were strong in and we want to continue to build on. But it gets back to what I keep saying about the Atlanta game, telling us where we are. This is a new year, and it's a, it, all those stats from last year are erased, and we start writing our new story this year, and, and hopefully we're ahead of where we were last year. Without Sam Bradford, uh, from a defensive perspective, what are, what's the chatter amongst the defensive backs, and what are you seeing? Oh, I'm highly impressed with Sam. I always have been. I've always known uh, the skill set that man's got. I, I was a defense coordinator at Arizona his rookie year, the first game he played, Pat Shermer was the coordinator. And we blitzed him, I, I blitzed Adrian Wilson off the edge, probably 10 times to 15. He kept hitting Sam and hitting Sam, and I must have been the third quarter, Adrian comes over to me and says, hey, Billy D. So we're in for a long one. He said, this boy's not rattled. I keep hitting him with everything I have, and he just won't rattle. I can't, I can't shake him. So we knew right then that Sam was, uh, you know, has the mental toughness and capacity, and. And then his throwing ability, you just got to watch practice to know that he's, uh, he, he throws a real accurate, real pretty ball. How do you, you, you go after a quarterback like that if you know it's uh, prone to injury? Uh, 
I don't know if anyone's prone to injury or not, just because they have injuries. I mean, that's just a bug that happens here at the NFL. I, there's very few guys on our roster that hasn't had a litany of injuries in their pro career. Do you go after them more? I, well, any of those guys. I mean, Sam wasn't mobile in his, you know, before any, you know, he's mobile enough. But there's some guys you know they're going to be in that pocket. You know, and some guys you keep bringing after bringing. Really what you're looking at is where they where's their comfort zone in throwing. If it's stepping up in the middle and not escaping, then you bring pressure up the middle. You try to move them off their spot and disrupt their timing. So injury or no injury, it's really about more mobility, no mobility. Peyton Manning doesn't have mobility, but he never gets sacked. You know, those guys, the conversation is more about his overall mobility than if there's an injury or not. Do you think the same is true of Jalen Watkins is kind of uh, with Marcus Smith and that they've taken a big step and that you probably need to count on him a little bit more this year? Yeah, we do. You know, Jalen's a, he's a very intelligent young man uh, and has got the ability to play nickel, corner, and safety. So uh, we're impressed. And again, he's taking another. They, they know what's coming at them now. So they can relax and be more themselves and let it rip a little more. So for that first game, where are you with the inside linebackers? You know, it looks like Heathcote's not going to be able to go. D'Amico sat out yesterday. Kendricks hasn't really been practicing fully. Who are you, you going to have? Uh, whoever's left. <laughs> we'll have whoever. I, I believe we're going in if uh, Michael plays great. Uh, but even if the starters are playing, we don't know. It's usually a limited role. So the, the preseason is, is awesome from my standpoint because all these young guys, and the guys that are in second, third row, they get all this playing time. We get all this evaluation time. Uh, and, I mean, most every regular season game, there's only two starters or two guys, and they play every snap. So we'll have four or five that can play in there, and it'll, it'll be a good experience for them. Kendrick's okay. I mean, it didn't look like he was doing much yesterday. As far as I know, Michael's fine, other than little nitpicking things. Does Thurman's ability to, to man up on a wide receiver allow you to be more creative at all in, in diamond nickel? coverages yes it does and that's also what Jenk brings us to you know our safeties that are converted corners that's something we look for uh, because they uh, they have that ability our ability to stay in our base personnel group and against three wide receiver sets if your safety can drop down and cover like a nickel covers in the slot then you have the ability to stay in there and you're a little stronger in the run game and you're still solid in the pass game. Hey, Bill, Chip made the comment that Byron Maxwell was the, the best nickel corner that you guys faced last year. Maxwell yesterday said, yesterday said that you guys don't want him in there. Um, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but what what are the prospects of him moving into nickel or why you wouldn't want him to move over? You know, he's in the conversation, but it's the latter part of the conversation. You know, right now we're so excited about having him out there wide and covering the big, longer receivers and, and matching up there. Uh, he absolutely could and get some reps in there. But right now, again, it's his first year learning the defense, and it's you know kind of our philosophy to try to let him really understand that spot first before you bounce him around too much. But at any point that we felt that the, the game-winning decision would be to put him in the slot, we could. Athleticism, probably, and intelligence. The kid really is. He's a he's a three-down linebacker, athleticism-wise, and he's got a very good football IQ and, and instinct. So. I'm excited to see him against the Colts with the lights on to see how he plays, but he's a, he's a really good athlete. In the Niners game last year, Mark Anthony, I mean, it looked like he was playing corner yesterday, but is he, you know, he had to play safety at Tampa. Where do you see him at? Right now, we got him out there at the corner spot, and he has, I mean, he got that first day, had no meetings, had no idea what any call was. So we've got to get him again. We'll settle him at corner as he learns the defense, and as he learns it, then we'll have the ability to move him if we need. 
but you know you know there's there's most of the bodies are in camps right now everybody's got a 90-man roster they're dealing with so uh, uh everybody's got a little something that uh, keeps him out of there right now and uh we're excited about signing him and we're excited about seeing what he can do yeah, our goal is to put the best five out there in nickel or the best six out there in dime. And right now, the beauty of training camp is evaluating who those guys are. That's really where we are. There is no move we wouldn't make, and there's no move we're guaranteed we're going to make right now. We, we have the you know, luxury of time and reps ahead of us, so we're going to take a good look at the corners train them. I know I have two safeties in Walter and Jenk that can come down and play the nickel and have played it and played it well. I know they need reps there and about the halfway point if I feel I need them down there I will but I'm excited about them in the safety spot quarterbacking everything. Bill, a lot of the guys said that the defense is a lot further along at this point than they were last year. Is that strange to hear considering how many new faces have come in? No, what happens in the discussion in year one is everybody is learning for the first time. When you get to year three, your veterans are help teaching and coaching your uh, new guys. So the, there's like triple the coaching. There's coaching from us, there's coaching from each other. And that, that understanding sometimes from a, a fellow player explaining it or when you're in a locker room and it just, it's easier for the new guys to pick up because more people can give them the proper answer that you don't have in year one. Okay. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks.